برنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from me, Jamil Wallace. As always, being my pleasure and privilege being in your company, particularly on this program, Programs of Religion on a Friday. Doing technical duties on the other side is Umar, bit of a skeleton staff here today. But nevertheless, we are going to be keeping you company. And also just a reminder that uh, the live Juma broadcast will be from the Yusufia Masjid out in Weinberg. Our guest this morning will be Sheikh Zaid Fatar and... Uh, you're probably familiar with Sheikh Riyad Fatar, and uh, he's going to be focusing on the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that is classified as the Prophet of Mercy. And a uh, little bit of back. Uh, let me first greet my guest. And just before I forget, I extended a Juma greeting to all our Muslim listeners. And I think we have a large Christian listenership, so I want to extend to you that may you have a blessed day today. May it be a day where family disputes get buried and you hug and embrace each other. Have a blessed and have a wonderful day today. Sheikh Zaid Fatar, Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shukran for being here. It's nice having young blood here. Alhamdulillah. It is an honor and a privilege for me. Alhamdulillah. Son of Sheikh Riyad Fatar. Alhamdulillah. I remember listening to you once at the, um, where your dad is the Imam, the Cravenby Masjid. Yes, yes. I said to myself, chip off the old block. (laughs) (laughs) You are a lecturer at the Medina Institute, but I think for me, more importantly, also a graduate from the Al-Azhar Institute in Cairo, following in the dad's footsteps there. A little bit about that, Sheikh, because I I remember when you were at your peak studying there, that's when uh, Egypt, and particularly Cairo, the country was in turmoil. What was it like? Yeah, Rob, uh, Uncle Jeremy. Should we ask you a little closer to the mic? Oh, okay, pull the mic a little closer to you. That's beautiful. Um, at that time, Alhamdulillah, yes, um, it was in 2011. I think I was busy with my, my last year. Okay. And uh, when it broke out, it actually broke out uh, the night we celebrated my birthday. So all my friends came over and they 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 greeted me and so on like that and some of them brought now you know cake and so on like that and, and alhamdulillah you know we tried to keep that that family and that bond between the students so on that night uh, as everybody was about to go home the phones all switched off everything switched off and we started hearing people screaming outside and we thinking yeah Robbie, what is happening? happening and then afterwards uh, we found out that uh, something is breaking out the tahrir and it's starting to affect everybody at home and so it was a it was a very let's say it got us by shock uh, got mm-hmm. us by surprise but uh, yes indeed it was a, a very testing time mm-hmm. you know uh, um, we were faced with the, the decision of whether we leave back to Cape Town or especially my family and uh, a few other students as well, families mm-hmm. that were there, uh, majority of students came back. But uh, And that, of course, was uh, was needed in certain ways because I lived in areas that were very dangerous. And the area that we stayed in, alhamdulillah, it was not that bad off. Mm-hmm. And we decided we were going to stay. And uh, alhamdulillah, we, I, I, I told my Abhi when he used to speak to us that, uh, okay, Abhi, we got a bit of uh, apartheid <laughs> at that time. I know he was very worried. Yes, way. yes, because at that time as well, um, they tried to start looting in, in, the, in the, the, the areas and uh, 
prisons were broken out from and they had weapons and so on like that. So these people tried to come into our areas and they were shooting. I mean, they had AK-47s mm-hmm. and all of these things. But alhamdulillah, every, every street had a neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, every neighborhood watch would protect this street and stop them from coming in. So me and my brother put our names down as well for the neighborhood watch. Yeah, and well, we well, went well, out well. as well because at the end of the day, those Egyptians were protecting us. Mm-hmm. And we felt that it's a duty of us as well to protect them, yeah. you know. So, uh, alhamdulillah, so yes, so we put our names down for the neighbor watch and uh, we went out every night, took shifts and so on like that. And it was very interesting. Mm. And it was very, and it, as we said, it was, a, it was a huge test. But alhamdulillah, we pulled through. <laughs> I know, alhamdulillah, I know it was very dangerous times. I think most of the times, once your dad told me, uh, he told you guys to stay indoors, not to venture out on yes. the street. Mm. I think many of our listeners can bear testimony to it. I mean, we as South Africans were very concerned what was uh, was happening in the country there. Yes. You mentioned your brother. Tell me that. Okay, your dad we know is a graduate from the Al-Azhar Institute. Yes. You are. Who else of your brothers was studying with you? And oh, perhaps still currently studying? Uh, well, my brother, Sheikh Khalid Fatar, mm. he's uh, younger than me. Um, he graduated last year from the same uh, faculty of my father, Dawa, uh, comparative religion, Akiza. And my younger brother, Ahmad, he, he left for his first time yesterday to Egypt. Allah Not first Akbar. time, but his first time in studying now and taking on that uh, path. And uh, when they left yesterday, mashallah, you know, my mother and my father, for all the years when we leave yesterday, shed a bit of tears. But yeah. yesterday at the airport when the baby left, oh. yeah, so <laughs> the tears was flowing and I felt a bit jealous. Uh. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, no, no. So yes, yeah. they left today, yesterday and they arriving, or oh, I think they arrived. In Egypt today, alhamdulillah. So, so in, in total, your dad is now will very shortly have three sons that have studied at the Al Azhar Institute. Yes, apart from that, my two sisters as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yes, I remember uh, you once said to me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's Warda Fatar. And uh, she's at Al Azhar. She's the HOD at Al Azhar. Uh. And Ibtisam Fatar. Uh, she's also a, a teacher at Al Azhar uh, High School. Alhamdulillah. So, alhamdulillah. So, those who've said, yeah, Yalani Kab, Adwit Islam, as further afield. I won't mention the areas, yeah, but <laughs> it's vibrant. Sheikh, now, I um, I know before we go into the lecture, you are also a lecturer at the Medina Institute. Yes, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I've started uh, not too long ago um, as a lecturer at the Medina Institute. Alhamdulillah, as well as a, as a, one of the admins as well mm. at the facility. And uh, it's been a very great experience for me. And alhamdulillah, I must say that uh, I was, uh, I got a, a very good welcoming and uh, the staff, the shuyukh, that are there, mashallah, the people of the akhlaq, the people of the adab. And apart from that, apart from the knowledge that they have, the like character and models and so on like that, I found it very high, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to reward them, inshallah ta'ala. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I am lecturing at the Medina Institute is mantik and philosophy, logic mm-hmm. and philosophy that got to do with aqidah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is what I'm busy with the, at the Medina Institute. Alhamdulillah. Um, you know, we, we, we are proud of having students. And I, I know you guys don't often want accolades, you know. Yes. <laughs> but I think as Cape Townians, we can be proud and say shukr to Allah for, you know, endowing. And, and I can just imagine that your dad must be feeling, he's probably listening. Yeah, he must be feeling so. That's why I'm a bit more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, alhamdulillah, may Allah keep you guys around. And I would hope that parents listening to us, and, and particularly young people, 
um, that they could be inspired and say, you know, would like to follow in, in, in your footsteps, inshallah, from my lips to Allah's ears, Amin God's ears, inshallah. Sheikh, the focus this morning would be uh, the Prophet of Mercy. Yes, alhamdulillah. For indeed, we find ourselves in a month of the name of Muhammad, we are reminded of the birth of the Nabi, and especially in the current events that is happening today in the world, a lot of people forget about this prophet that was sent as a mercy, you know, Uncle Jamil. And Alhamdulillah, thumma Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us and bestowing upon us so many favors on this dunya. I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so many bounties at the end of the day, nobody can count the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, بِاللَّهِ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ that if one would try to count the favors, the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon each and every individual on this dunya, nobody will come to a certain amount that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted them. And as the ummah of the Reb Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we indeed were honored and we were granted the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this beautiful messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to this ummah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indeed, one of his attributes is mercy. He is the most merciful. Mm-hmm. And in various ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself as that. Mm-hmm. In all of these different verses, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking and describing himself as most merciful, as mercy himself. And one of those favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had bestowed upon us is sending us His mercy in the form of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran, says in the Holy Quran, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِمَا عَنِتُمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have sent to you a Rasul, a messenger from yourselves. Now, some might think, you know, uh, when we hear the, the term from yourselves, mm-hmm. it means the Arabs, or uh, the, because the Nabi originates from the Arabs, uh, but that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's why within the ayah he mentions al-mu'mineen, the true believers. believers. So here, at this point, we are able to connect to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No matter what race we are, no matter what country we are from, no matter what background we come from, if we truly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can connect to this messenger of mercy. We can connect to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he said in the ayah, حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ That this messenger, concern, he is concerned about you, he worries about you, he sees to the best things that you can do and tries to look out for you. And he is as well, mercy. Mercy. He is mercy. Jamil, you know, that is one of the most important things that sometimes we forget. Mm. Yes, the Rabbi brought all of these awamir and all of these hudud, uh, to us in order for us to do you know, these orders, these obligations and so on like that. But the one thing that we should not forget is that he was a mercy to mankind. He was a love to mankind. He showed that love, that compassion and that mercy to all of mankind, Uncle Jamin. You know, very important. Absolutely. Well, I guess you're with us, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. We go for a short break and Sheikh will continue after that. Al-Barnam Ju'ad-Din Fi Yawmi Juma'a Yawmi Juma'a Yawmi Juma'a 
Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiga program. Still with us, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. You know, and he was saying there, the prophet of mercy. And I always visualize this man with whatever he does with a smile on his face. And sometimes I meet our elderly people. They are they, they deeply re- religious. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the face, it's the most important Sometimes you do find that now. And the things you hear of the Prophet, and what he did with children. What I often, and especially I've got grandchildren, mm-hmm. and there's one with us at home, a three-year-old. Mashallah. So whenever I start getting irritated, because mm-hmm. I'm busy with something, and I remember the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu he was in Sujood, and the grandson, I think, clambered no. on his back. Yes, yes, <laughs> he yes, didn't yes. want to come up. He scared the child. I mean, that that's mercy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, of course, of course, Uncle Jamie. That's what we say. You know, sometimes in life we we are stressed. We are worried about and concerned about all of these things. And, and it can work on a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, this deen understands that. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ ذِكْرَةً That always try to remind each other. Remember, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that we forget at times, you know. And that is why, on top of that, apart from this deen being a deen of mercy, with that is granted that it is a deen of easiness. Mm-hmm. You know, this deen knows that mankind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَخُلِقَ insanu ضَعِيفَ That man was created but weak. You know, he has his desires, he has his worms, he has his fancies, all of these things. And that is why it is so important for us to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this messenger as a mercy to mankind. Okay. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a very, said in a very beautiful hadith, Innama ana rahmatun muhda. That I indeed as a, I am a mercy that guides the people to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, we takes, he takes us from the nur, mm-hmm. from the darkness that we find ourselves in, to, into the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the Nabi he had no ex- uh, exception for anybody concerning mercy. He had mercy for the young. He had mercy for the old. He had mercy for those that are close to him. He had mercy for those that are far from him. He had mercy for his enemies as well. He had mercy with his friends. He even had mercy with the hayawanat, the, the, the animals and the trees and all of these things. I mean, as an example, we look in the year, the son of Thamina, in the eighth year of the Hijrah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted victory for the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba in entering Mecca. And as they entered Mecca and the Nabi came in front of the Kaaba, all of Quraysh and the Kuffar and the Mushrikeen were standing in front of the Kaaba as well. And their hearts were pounding. You know, it was, it, was, it was in a state of fear. It was in a state that they, do not, they didn't know what is going to happen to them. Because let's not forget, these are the people that spoke bad about the Nabi mm-hmm. They insulted the Nabi They insulted the Sahaba. They atta- tried that mm-hmm. in various occasions harmed the Nabi On various occasions, they, they, they spoke so much ill about the Nabi I mean, we look at how at one of the years where, where the Nabi and his whole tribe were cast out for three years. Three years they were out in the hot desert, dry desert, and there was some rewires that said that the Rabbi, it was so bad that the Rabbi started to eat from the leaves of the trees. You know, and this was the situation that these people put the Rabbi in. And on top of that, he tortured the Sahaba, his companions. He killed some of the companions of the Rabbi They killed some of the companions of the Rabbi and they tortured them. So all of these things are going through their mind thinking, look, we did all of this. I mean, what is going to be the, 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 the reaction of the Rabbi 
And as they were gathered and they were in fear, the Nabi asked them, ما ترون أني فاعل بكم What do you think? What should I do with you? And what they replied is, and uh, they were in a very uh, nervous, they said, أخن كريم ابن أخن كريم A brother that is generous and a son of a brother that is generous. You know, and you will find this is a lot between the Arabs, is that they like to, uh, are not sweet talk, but they like to praise one another mm. in certain situations, you know. So even with that, the Nabi understood. The Nabi did not condemn them with what they were saying. He took it and he accepted. And with that, apart from all of these things they did to the Nabi what did he say? He said, Idhabu Go, for you guys are free. After all of these tortures and after all of these pains that the Nabi faced with these people. And Allah, we as South Africans and especially our elder people can connect to this hadith more than us. I mean, if you look at when apartheid was here and how Nelson Mandela came in and when he took over, there was no wars, there were no revenge. He let them go. Absolutely. He set everybody free. So us as Muslims, meaning Cape Town, South Africa especially, we can connect to this hadith because we have experienced the same thing like this. Alhamdulillah. So this was the, the messenger of mercy. You know, he forgave. He had full of mercy within him. And with that, Jamaat al-Muslimin, we should know that this deen, as we said, is a deen of rahmah. It is a deen of easiness. On Sa'id ibn Abi Barda, عن أبي عن جده هي رواية هي هي رئيس حديث يسز لما بعث الله رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم معاد بن جبل وأبي موسى الأشعري إلى اليمن when the Nabi sent Muad ibn Jabal one of the companions and Abi Musa al-Ashari he told them he advised them he said يسرا ولا تعسرا make easy and do not make difficult بشرا ولا تنفرا Bring glad tidings to the people and do not let them run away from this beautiful deen. And work with each other and do not differ between each other. So this shows that this deen is a deen of rahmah. It is a deen of mercy and love and compassion and brotherhood. And that is one of the most important things that we should always keep in mind, Jamaat al-Muslimin. Sheikh, I need to go for a short break. And I think what you said earlier on, you know, what the Sahaba asked of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we brothers, I remember being on Hajj, and I think it was in Azizia, Mm. I met these youngsters. Mm. One night, and um, they they overtook me. I was walking back to the bait, and they overtook me. And I noticed, you know, it's just boys, but some of them were holding hands. And when I spoke to a guy that looked after the complex where we lived, proper English, being in South Africa on many occasions, he said to me, that's a norm here. In your country, you would look at it as strange. Yes. That they are just simply showing brotherhood to yes, each other. Allahu Akbar. Allah. Even in Egypt, Uncle Jimmy, Allah. exactly Allah. the same thing happens. Alhamdulillah. Let's go for a short uh, commercial break. Back with you after this. Welcome back once more. If you've just joined us, well, it's not too late. You've missed uh, part of the program this morning because we are chatting while Sheikh Zaid Fatar is my guest and we are focusing on the Prophet of Mercy and that's the Holy Prophet Muhammad And many of us, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we lack in our communities. And I look at myself first, you know, and then we're not reflecting on the life and we probably haven't properly studied the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Sheikh Zaid this morning is just reminding us how important it is to be merciful. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Jamil, very true, you know, uh, one hadith comes to mind. 
عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه he narrates this hadith he says قام عربي فبال في المسجد that uh, there was one day where one of the Arabs and Arabi means that he came from the Bedouin side and he was in the masjid and uh, without thinking he just uh, uh, did a uh, he, he went to the bathroom within the masjid put it that way and uh, he urinated in the masjid and all the Sahaba when they saw this they got up and they ran to him and they were about to beat him up put it that way they were about to beat Throw him. him out. <laughs> yes, I mean, you can imagine. Nowadays, someone doesn't even do that. They just say something about it wrong. Mm. And then everybody want to put him out. This man, urinates in the masjid. And the Sahaba, they all get up and they run to him. And they're about to grab him. And the Rabbi is sitting there. And he tells him, Da'uhum. Leave him. And throw water on the section where he uh, urinated and the Rabbi tells the Sahaba that we were sent with easiness and we were not sent with difficultness and, 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 and trying to, to be difficult with people and so on. So this is an example of how merciful the Rabbi Muhammad was with everybody. I mean, nowadays, we yes, we, we advise people and we try to to uh, to guide people in certain ways and sometimes when they we see that they do differently we get angry mm. and this is not what the Nabi did you know this shows us that he was a mercy to mankind and in everything that he did was done with mercy was done with love and that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the Nabi and orders all of us that when we call in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, call with wisdom, call with mawadatin hasana, that you are also a good and great example. When you argue, argue only with, with the best. You do not argue with people in disrespecting them or trying to make them feel bad and so on like that, but with wisdom and great example. As the Nabi was, Jamaat al-Muslimin. The Nabi one day the Sahaba, as we said, you know, these mushrikeen, they tortured the Sahaba. They harmed the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Nabi one day was asked by the, by the, by the, by the companions of the Nabi that they requested, Ya Rasulullah, make dua upon these mushrikeen mm. that are torching us, that are harming us, that is stealing our money, that is stealing our properties, all of this. thing. Ya Rasulullah, make dua. Because they knew that the Rabbi was mustajab. It was answered directly by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what was the response of the Rabbi The Rabbi said, Qala inni lam la'anan wa inna That I was not sent as one to curse. But I was sent as a mercy. Yes. Allahu Akbar. And the Rabbi says another hadith, very beautiful hadith. Arrahimuna Rahman. Those that have mercy know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be merciful with you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be merciful with you. Irhamu man fil ardi, irhamukum man fil sama. Have mercy with those that are on this dunya, on this earth. And know that on the day of Qiyamah and in the Sama, those ones will have mercy with you, Jamaat al-Muslimin. This is the reward of when one shows mercy to their fellow human being. Apart from that, apart from the dealings that the Nabi had with his people and how his relationship was with the Sahaba, the Nabi was merciful within his family as well. Sometimes we forget, you know, as parents, and, and, and as fathers and mothers, we try to guide our children in certain ways. And sometimes we are so strict and so uh, uh, hard on them that we forget that we're supposed to have mercy with them. And yes, our niya is that we just want to see them do good. Mm-hmm. 
You know, we want to see them be better than our, our, what our, states, our status was when we were younger. But there should be mercy, there should be rahmah when we do these things. Great example, as Uncle Jamil mentioned, of how the grandson of the Nabi was on top of him. And while he was back in Salah, you know, another example, one of the, uh, one of the Sahaba, he writes his hadith, and uh, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, he says, Qabila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-Hasr ibn Ali. That the Nabi alayhi wa sallam one day kissed under the forehead al-Hasr ibn Ali, the grandson of the Nabi alayhi wa sallam. وَعِنْدَهُ الْأَقْرَى ibn Habis, And one of the Sahaba was sitting by the Nabi alayhi wa sallam. And he said, قَالَ الْأَقْرَى إِنَّ لِي عَشْرَ مِنَ الْوَلَدِ مَا قَبِلْتُ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدَ That he was so amazed and so surprised by the action of the Nabi alayhi wa sallam. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I have ten children and not one of them have ever kissed. Not one of them I have ever kissed. And the Nabi alayhi wa sallam then looked at him and he said, Man la yarham, la yurham. Who does not show mercy will not be dealt with mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not be mercy with them, Jamaatul Muslimin. It's very important for us. As we see, the Nabi alayhi wa sallam was a messenger of mercy. So therefore his people... Needs to be people of mercy. Very important. Hadith of Anas radiallahu anhu showing us how the Rabbi dealt with people within his house. The Rabbi Anas ibn Malik, he was a servant of the Rabbi and he said, Khadamtun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ashar sunin, fama qala li uffin qat, that he served the Rabbi for 10 years and not once did the Rabbi ever complain. Imagine. And we know Anas ibn Malik, he was mm. not a Nabi, he was not Masum. Of course, he made mistakes and he did wrong. But not once did the Nabi complain. Not once did he show that he's angry with Anas and so on like that. The Nabi mercy was so much that it overflowed to the hayawanat, to the animals as well. Animal, yes. You know, no. to the trees as well. One of the hadith, that one day the Nabi entered into a, a yawn. And there was camels. And the Nabi it belonged to one of the Ansar. And the Nabi came... And he saw one of these camels crying. And as he came to the camel, and he kind of actually spoke to the camel. Mm. And then afterwards, the Nabi then shouted out and said, Liman hadha al-jamal? Who does this camel belong to? And one of the boys of, uh, uh, of the Ansar, one of the men of Ansar, came out and said, Ya Rasulullah, who are So Nabi said, Ala tattaqillah fi hadhi al do you not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this uh, camel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you, has bestowed upon you? It is an amana. This is an animal. It's not a human being. It's an animal that the Nabi is concerned. He says, do you not fear and have taqwa in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this camel? The Nabi said that the camel complained to the Nabi and said that you starve him and you give him so much work that he has to do showing us Allah Akbar look at, look at the miracle Allah of the Nabi even Allah on top of the mercy that the Nabi was able to communicate with all of these creatures and shows us that even with the camel the Nabi ordered us to have mercy ordered us to have compassion with the animals Jamaatul Muslimin Fa'an Abdullah ibn Amr radiallahu anhu he says that the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this hadith Jamaatul Muslimin should Grab everyone's attention. We should we should give both ears to this hadith of Sayyidina Umar that he writes of the Nabi Alayhi Wasallam. For this hadith is it's connected to the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Nabi Alayhi Wasallam one day was reciting 
Allah Ta'ala, when Nabi Ibrahim A.S. was speaking to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and this ayah is within the Qur'an, where he says, رَبِّ إِنَّهُنَّ أَضْلَلْنَ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ فَمَنْ تَبَعَنِي فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَإِنَّكَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Nabi Ibrahim A.S. speaks to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and says, Ya Allah, these idols, they are, are, are making people at a loss. They are taking the people off the path. They are putting them in darkness. Ya Rabbi, a lot of these people. So therefore, who follows me, Ya Allah? فَإِنَّهُ مِنِي Then he is from me. وَمَنْ عَصَانِي And who disobeys me, Ya Allah, فَإِنَّكَ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Then indeed, you are most forgiving and most merciful. So then the Nabi came across another ayah. We say that uh, Sayyidina Isa alayhi uh, salam was speaking again. He says, and Allah, he says, uh, within the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nabi Isa says, In tu'adibuhum fa innahum ibaduk. Ya Allah, if you punish them, then they are your slaves. Wa in tagfillahum fa innaka antal azizul hakim. But if you forgive them, then you indeed are most honorable. This was the ayat that the Nabi alayhi salam was reciting. And as the Nabi alayhi salam was reciting these ayahs, what came to mind to the Nabi is my Ummah, Ya Allah. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen to my Ummah? And then the Nabi raised his hands in the sky. And all the Nabi could say, Allahumma Ummati, Ummati. Oh Allah, my Ummah, my mm-hmm. Ummah. And Jibreel alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Nabi ordered Jibreel, go to Muhammad and ask him, why is he crying? Why is he calling out? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew. And Jibreel alayhi salam comes to the Rabbi alayhi salam and asks, Ya Muhammad, what is wrong? And the Rabbi alayhi salam explains that he's concerned and he's worried about his ummah. Mm. He has all of this stress for his ummah. What is going to happen to my ummah? And Jibreel alayhi salam goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah knows. And Jibreel informs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Jibreel, go back to Muhammad and let Muhammad know that we will not disappoint him in his ummah. Allah, ya Allah, Allah, We will not disappoint him in his ummah. This is the status of the Nabi This was the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had with the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for he was the Prophet of mercy. Mm-hmm. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha, very beautiful hadith. She says, one day, showing us the mercy of the Nabi showing us the love that he had. Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha, one day was found the Nabi very joyful and very happy. And as a wife, you know, when you find your husband is very happy, this is the opportunity that I take to ask him. <laughs> this is the opportunity when I put my list of requirements into my husband. I've got the footing at the door. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> ya Rab. And as the Nabi was happy, she took this opportunity. She came to the Nabi and said, Ya Rasulullah, Udali. Ya Rasulullah, make dua for me. And the Nabi then responded and said, Allahumma ghfil li Aisha, wa la taqadda min dhambiha, wa ma ta'akhla, ma ta'fa'alu fi sirriya, wa jahriya, wa kama qal, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh Allah, forgive Aisha for all the sins that she might have committed in the past, all the sins that she might commit in the future, all the sins that she does within secret, all the sins that she does that is open out there. Ya Allah, forgive all of these sins, all of these sins, Allahu Akbar. And as we know, the dua of the Nabi oh, is mustajab. There is no other way about it. So Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu started to giggle. And she was happy. And the Nabi asked her, Ya Aisha, do you love this dua that I made for you? And Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu responds to the Nabi Ya Rasulullah, how can anybody not love this dua that you made for me? And she tell, he tells her, uh, Sayyidina Aisha, Ya Aisha, do you know that five times a day, I make the same dua for my whole ummah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. I make the same dua for my whole ummah. 
This was the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to us Jamaat al-Muslimin. This was the love that the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had for this ummah. Very beautiful hadith Jamaat al-Muslimin. One of the ayat that comes to mind when we hear these stories, that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَمْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكِ The Nabi says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you are in mercy, you are sent as a mercy, rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why people lean towards you. Allah and if you were to be a person that was hard, that was harsh, then people would have ran away from shunned you. you. Yes, shunned well, you. Well, our guest here, and we hope, uh, hope we're all taking a leaf out of what Sheikh is sharing with us this morning, Sheikh Zaid Fatar, focusing on the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi classified as the Prophet of Mercy. البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiha program with me, Jamil, and then my guest here, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. Sheikh, I, I've got to share this with you. I've shared it on so many occasions. I was in Durban once, and we're talking about mercy. And um, at a function, I think, Shafiq Morton was with me. We were invited. Mm-hmm. And then it was some the, the Muslim Business People Awards. And um, we flew up. And this young man was called up. Apparently, his father's business had won an award. Mm-hmm. And he came up there. He says, well, his father can't make it. He's not feeling well. And then he explained a little bit about his father. He mm-hmm. says, whenever we sit down to have lunch, and um, there would be a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. I've shared this on air so many times. And, mm-hmm. that, and it sticks with me. He says, then we would go and look. And it would sometimes be people begging for food. Yes. Then instead of telling them, hang net so an, ik sal net ofjou ietsje bring, his father would say, put a tablecloth on the stoop, on the table there, on the stoop, and put some food there, and he would pick up his plate of food, and he goes and sits with that person on the, stip, on, on the steps. And sometimes we find here, die goeie nou uitgesluit het, we look down on people who knock on our doors, mm-hmm. and they like a bit fail and things, mm-hmm. and you, you know. And here was this businessman, perhaps a wealthy businessman, and he knew that this was a command from Allah and it was a practice of the Holy Prophet Muhammad yes, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to look after those who were, couldn't properly look after themselves. No, I thought I'd share that with you. No, of course, I mean, you know, uh, sometimes, uh, uh, one of, one of, actually one of the things that came to my father used to tell me, and uh, I found a lot of other dakatra also professors that, that um, encouraged us and they gave advice. I said, you know, Sometimes in this dunya, it's really hard to allow our mind to be accepted by Allah. So we don't know whether our good mm-hmm. deeds are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we do these good things. Now on top of that, ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is presenting this good deed to you. It is coming in front of you. You are not going out there to look for it. Search for it. Yes, you're not doing any effort. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, yeah, my slave, here is a good deed. Grab it. You know, and sometimes, uh, except those of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find people that just, yeah, and he leaves mm. it off. They don't take note of these things. And also when people come to your car, I know sometimes it's dangerous. Mm. You know, I, I've heard of people that are faced with situations like when people come to the cars and things happen and so on like that. But sometimes you can, you can, you can, you can see uh, for yourself what is, what is this person about yes. yourself. 
And if your niyyah is good and your tension is good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whoever fears Allah, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see for an exit for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look after you. You know, who depends and makes tawakkul upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah is enough. Mm. You know, so when these people come and ask us, this is a good deed that is being presented to you in front of you. You don't have to go out there to do it. So therefore, you know, sometimes, and I remind myself as well first, that these opportunities we should grab. These opportunities we make sure that we can and we say, Alhamdulillah, this was an opportunity that was presented for me in front of me mm-hmm. that I didn't have to go out, you know, Uncle Jamil. Very important. And that is why when we look at this deen, as we speak about the Nabi as a mercy to mankind, the Nabi had a mission. What was that mission? The Nabi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Inna arsalna ka shahida wa mashira wa nadira wa da'iyan ila Allah bi'idni wa sirajan munira. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes and explains what was the mission of the Nabi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have sent you Mubashir Shahidan as a witness that is going to be t- testify for the people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Testifies for us and not upon us, inshallah. Amen. You're going to be a witness, wa Mubashira, and a person that brings glad tidings, a person that has love and mercy. For that is part of being glad tidings, Shabbatul Muslimin. Wa Nadira, and a person that calls and warns the people about the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa Da'iyan ilallah, and a caller to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is one of the most important things that we should take off, especially if you are Da'i, especially if you are the one that are calling people. To the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether you be an alim, whether you be an ordinary person, this ayah is very important. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the best way of being a da'i. First thing, you have witnessed Mubashira as a person that brings glad tidings, and that warns. So you are balanced. You are not extreme. You are not extreme to the extent that everything is halal and haram and bid'ah and whatever the case may be. This is all that you focus on. No. And you are also not too lenient. Where this is sunnah, you know, this is mustahab, and all of these things. You don't have to do this, you're not going to be punished. All of these things, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us that you have to be balanced. Just as the Nabi was. He was balanced. And that is one of the advices that, that our Dakatra, our professors gave us. And it just shows us this deen, it, it, uh, its direction is directed to the heart. You know, one day our professor was told... I, I, I want to listen very clearly to what you are saying and because it's almost time that we start wrapping up because I also get the impression that sometimes we are more freely in giving or merciful to other Muslims mm. and, you know mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you know just yeah, no, reflecting no, course, on mankind in general no of course back with you after this Welcome back once more to the last few minutes of uh, today's programs of religion on a Friday. And still with us, Sheikh Zaid Fatar, Sheikh. Jazakallah khair, Uncle Jamil. As we were saying, you know, it's very important for us that we captivate people's hearts with this deen. As we said, this deen and this messenger was all about mercy, was all about love. And... Um, one of our professors one year when we it was actually last year the last year before just before we graduated and he gave us very simple but good advice he told us look you are going to graduate now 
you are going to go out there and you are going to be ambassadors of Islam. Mm-hmm. You are going to call people to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But one thing that you need to keep in mind is that when you call people to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, call them and grab and captivate their hearts. If you captivate their hearts, and that was exactly what the Nabi Sussam did. When you captivate their hearts, you will see the truth coming and flowing from their eyes. Allah. The tears. When they learn the truth, mm. when they see the haq, for then if you, because the effect of the heart, the heart controls everything mm. within the body. Whether you look at it spiritually, whether you look at it physically, physically, that is why the Nabi Sussam stressed that the heart the Rabbi says, That there's a piece of flesh within the body. If that mm. piece of flesh is good and pure, the whole body will be pure and, and good. And if that, whole, that, that, that piece of flesh is full of facade, full of evil, you will see that the whole body is evil, and the whole body has يعني, evil within it. And that is the heart that Rabbi says, that's why it's very important for us that when we call the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we call with mercy, yeah. we call with love, we call with compassion. Jamaat al-Muslimin, on the day of Qiyamah, the situations that we're going to find ourselves in is going to be very difficult. First of all, we know that nobody's going to enter the Jannah because of their deeds. Nobody's going to enter the Jannah because of what you did on this dunya. You will be entered in the Jannah out of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And especially now that we also know that the Nabi is going to be the intercede of us on the day of Qiyamah. Shows us that he is a well, he's a mercy fil dunya wal akhirah. In the dunya and in the akhirah is going to be a mercy for us. Hadith, very beautiful hadith of how the Nabi describes the day of Qiyamah, how it's going to be. You know, on the day of Qiyamah, we are all going to say nafsi, nafsi. Mm. Myself, myself. You're not going to be worried about anybody else. You're only going to be concerned about yourself. Whether your father is next to you, whether your mother, whether your child is next to you, you are not going to be concerned. That day you are going to be worried about yourself. Except one person. And who is that? That is the Prophet of Mercy. That is the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On the day of Qiyamah, the Nabi alayhi wa is going to come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's going to say, Ummati, Ummati. Oh Allah, my Ummah, my Ummah. فَيَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say أَخْرِجُوا مِنَ النَّارِ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ شَعِيرًا مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ Take out of Jahannam those that have, how can I say, a piece of, of, of shair, of uh, seed. Take of those that have and a small seed of iman within their hearts. Take them out of Jahannam. Because of the dua, the, dua, the intercession of the Nabi And then the Nabi says then, then I go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then I go into sujood for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And I stay long within my sujood And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then tells the Nabi Idfa ra'saka ya Muhammad Is'al tu'ati washfa' tushaffah The Nabi then is told Ya Muhammad raise up your head And ask and you will be given Intercede and you will be given And the Nabi then says again Ummati ummati My ummah my ummah فَيَكُونُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say أَخْرِجُوا مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِي خَرْدَلًا مِنْ إِيمَانِ Take out of the Jahannam those that have a khardal as also as I see it, a very small thing. For instance, an example of what is a khardal min iman. For instance, if you walk in the street and you see, you see an ant and you decide you're not going to step on an ant, that is called a khardal. Such a small deed of iman that is within your heart that will save you on the day of Qiyamah. Allah, look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So then the Rabbi Rasulullah look at the, the, the messenger of mercy. He does not stop there. He goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fayasjud and he makes sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he, he, he is so long in sujood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Lift up your head, Muhammad. Is'al tu'ata. That when you ask, I'll give to you ishfa to shafa. If you ask for intercession, I will give you intercession. And then the Rabbi alayhi wa sallam asks, Ya Allah, my ummah, ummati, ummati, my ummah, Ya Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, let everybody come, those man kana fi qalbi dharratan min iman. A small, very small portion of iman within your heart, let those people come out. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives opportunity for the Rabbi Rasulullah again and he goes back. And he says, Ya Allah, my ummah, once again, my ummah. And the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives him permission. The Rabbi Rasulullah says, Ya Allah, then the imam qala la ilaha illallah. Ya Allah, give me permission to go take out those that are just saying La ilaha illallah Those that worship you alone Ya Allah Not as Muhammad Rasulullah Not part of He's not a Muslim He's a non-Muslim He's just but saying La ilaha illallah And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds And says Wa'izzati Wa'jalali Wa'adhamati La'akhurijanna minha Man qala la ilaha illallah By my honor By my greatness I will let all those That just says La ilaha illallah Worships Allah alone out of Jahannam. Allah Look at the Allah intercession Allah. of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu He was indeed sent as a mercy to, to mankind. Sheikh, on that note, we have to unfortunately leave it. My guest here, Sheikh Zaid Fatar, and focusing, Sheikh was focusing on the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, regarded as the Prophet of mercy. Sheikh Shukran, and I say to you, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakumullah khairan, Uncle Jamil, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.